you joining me on my venture to launch my podcast, you know, coming to me and asking, hey, have you thought about doing this? And I'm like, yeah, for the last two years, I've been scared. And just Mm -hmm. offering your support was what helped to get things going. I was stuck trying to do it on my own, but I just was having a hard time talking to myself (laughs) in a Mm -hmm. microphone or holding up my phone and trying to record my own voice and just you coming alongside, having the common idea and unifying with me to begin the work is what helped me to launch. You're listening to the Experience Freedom Podcast. I'm your host, Ajene Gaylord, and I endeavor to educate, encourage, and empower women to embrace emotional healing and eradicate the stigma of mental health in the body of Christ. On this episode, we wrap up our community conversation talking more with Michelle about her dreams for community. So I love that you have that intentionality and have led me to think more deeply about community and what it means and how it looks. So with that, I want to ask you if you could dream big dreams and (laughs) you wanted to share that message uh, uh, beyond just um, what you've already shared, what would that look like? And how would you then um, share your heart of community with others? In, In what way and under what circumstances would you do that? What would your dream of that be? Yeah. Um, so I, I did talk about that a little with my friend because she posed a similar question. Oh, wow. Okay. And, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, which I will say this one thing before I go into that, hopefully I can remember both trains of thought at the same time. Um, I think it in some ways is very coincidental that I ended up doing those two things back to back. Um, so I in no means want it to be like, oh, Michelle, she's like doing community all the time. She's everywhere and such. Like my friends that invited me on Friday um, to go to the urban farm, uh, that was kind of last minute. So um, and then meeting with my friend on Saturday, uh, that was like a redo because somebody got sick or something. And so, you know, it was delayed for a little while. So the timing of that all kind of worked out that way. Um, so as far as the dreaming big aspect, um, that was something when she asked me the similar question and I don't remember exactly how she phrased it. Um, I believe she said something to the effect of if in the spring you could do an event, what would you do to, you know, whether it was kind of to cultivate what we've been talking about or or something like that. Oh, she was very Um, specific. She wanted to know like next year. And I was like, in the spring, what do you, why the spring? And she's like, well, because, you know, winter, you know, um, so when it's nice out again, I think is what she was thinking. But what it came down to for me, and I think I had to get some words out before I got to what I was actually thinking, right? So I'm a verbal processor. And Mm -hmm. so sometimes I'm just kind of talking and I feel like I'm not really saying much, but then as I get 
through a little bit more, get a little more traction than I think the real meat comes out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And so I think I kind of just started and, you know, started saying something. And, uh, as I kept talking more, it was more forming and, and more becoming like, oh yeah, this. And, and I think what it boiled down to was the fact of, um, real relationship. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is that we have to make time for each other. It, that us getting together, um, you know, it can be one time for an hour, but you're not really going to get deep if, if that's the only amount of time that you have with a person. And so my heart for women and specifically moms uh, to not be just in survival mode mm-hmm. and can't wait till my husband's home for the weekend. Cause it's been a long week and you know, all of that kind of narrative and, and feelings and stuff, which is totally real as far as, you know, some da- times the days can be really long and you're just waiting for a little bit of a break and such. Mm-hmm. Um, but to bring people together around a common purpose with it, without it being this, uh, perfect, um, program mm. that is now, okay, we're going to do ABCD and then it's going to grow and expand and everything. I'm more of a organic type of person. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, uh, see things growing in a more organic way, not in a formulaic type of way. And so, um, I was actually talking to my mentor friend about this yesterday because I don't remember if I've mentioned this before, but, um, I actually started a, uh, support group for homeschooling moms with about 10 of us. And we did this pre COVID, uh, for about a year. And, I didn't know what it was going to look like, but I was just, I, I want to start something. I want to give an opportunity for us moms to see each other outside of the co-op world so that we can start getting to know one another, Mm -hmm. know, you know, the ups and downs, share life together. And so a lot of what happened was we would play games together and we didn't really kind of get past that before COVID. Mm and. So, but it was through the sharing the joy of the silly games or, oh, I didn't know you were so competitive Mm -hmm. or, you know, different things like that, that really helped bond us and, and make us feel like we could trust each other to share and open up. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like that's the, the crux of community is this trust piece where, I can tell you what's really happening. I'm not, I don't have a mask up because I've had enough time with you. I've had enough established relationship that I know you're not going to talk about me behind my back where you're not going like that. I'm safe with you. I'm safe. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So creating a safe environment Mm. for people to, 
you know, as moms, there could be a million things. It could be, you know, things with your children, your marriage, finances, like it could be so many different things. And if I'm just like, okay, we're meeting for this particular purpose, I I don't want to box it in that way. You know, I wouldn't in my uh, imagining and dreaming, I wouldn't want to say, you know, this is the path we're on. Um, But like I said, at the, at the core, at the crux is that trust relationship. We are, we have these things in common that help to bring us together. Mm -hmm. Um, and of course, when we're talking Christian community, it's our common faith in Christ specifically that first brings us together. Um, and then we can go from there. And so, yeah, I think that kind of answers your question. Yes. Um, so, so yeah. then will you consider relaunching the homeschool mom support group post COVID? So then group. that leads to the question of how do we build community post COVID? Because I think that yeah. that worldwide pandemic interruption made it so that safety, you know, he- safety for health yeah. was the big issue. And that was, you know, necessary at the time. Yeah. To, you know, keep people safe. And, you know, we had to be isolated. We had to kind of stay away from people, that kind of thing. And there were protocols in place and some still are in place. So then in a post COVID world, how do we do exactly what you just just described, create safe spaces for people who do have things in common to come together and connect and build relationships when there's a lot of fear that has, um, risen to the surface in a way that I've never seen in my lifetime. And it still is lingering because of COVID. So mm-hmm. what do you mm-hmm. think that can look like, or how do we move forward in building community in a post COVID world? Yeah. So um, I will say within the last few months, I was really uh, reconsidering or trying to figure out what we were going to do, excuse me, for this group specifically, because um, what has happened is over the summer months, we would often get together at a park where, you know, there's nice outdoor space and a lot of people felt more comfortable in that environment, or I assume that, Um, but allowing our kids to be kids and we could be with each other and still, um, have some conversations or at least see each other face to face for little bits of time. Um, and so that's something that we have done over the past few years. Um, I've continued to meet with some of my friends, uh, just one-on-one as far as like the family, because my children are friends with their children, which is also an aspect of community is the the mothering piece, the mothers get to connect, but also the children get to mm-hmm. form those relationships as well. Um, and again, that comes through time. Um, but this doesn't really address the COVID piece, but it does talk to the ebb and flow of a group mm-hmm. and the fact that there are seasons and things like that. And so um when I started the group, I believe it was towards the beginning of 2019. Um, yeah, because, you know, we made it about a year. Um, we're talking three 
and a half years ago now. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. our children are getting older and they are uh, starting to be involved in more things, at least for some families. Mm -hmm. Um, And so trying to figure out, well, what day would work and what time would work. And, you know, for this family, they need it to be on the early side and this family needs it on the later side and all of that, which when I did first start it, it was basically this thing of, I'm going to throw it out there. Whoever can come can come. And if they can't come, I guess this just isn't the group for them or the timing for them or whatever. Right. Cause I know there's one woman in particular that I thought I would love to have her as part of the group, but her children had an activity that evening. Mm-hmm. And so she never got to be part of the group. Mm-hmm. And now I got to see her this past summer and it was like, Oh, it's so nice to see you and everything. Yeah. Um, so recognizing, realizing like not being afraid of that, because yeah. I think it can be sad to think, oh, we might put so much into it and then it fizzles or it it doesn't continue to work out. And so at this point, I would say with the group that um, I think some of the moms, you know, have their own relationships with each other apart from us as a whole group. And again, I still try to do continue to cultivate the relationships um, family to family. Mm -hmm. Um, And and I think that's where things are with that for now. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know if we ever will kind of come back together. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a space to do it in and that space is no longer available. And so there are just a lot of factors that are yeah. not the same. Mm-hmm. So, but as far as like restarting or, or just starting something new after COVID, I, I think it, my answer would be to maybe just kind of think of some possibilities, like brainstorm some ideas and figure out maybe which one seems the best and just go for it. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, that's how you you started it the first time. Right. Right. Just go for it because without risking, you know, the the options, then you never get to that. And I think there's something beautiful out that came out of it was the timing was almost great to allow for an entire year for the bonds to at least be made to, in the larger group. And the beauty of what happened is that more intimate connections were made. And so there are those families and mothers and children who went on to have continual relationship. And so maybe the purpose of the um, group at the time was to create a space, like you were saying, to allow for there to be connection over the games and kind of get to know each other and create the initial introductions. And then that led to the more intimate relationships that people were able to then kind of realize, oh, I really have this in common with you, or we really connect over this. And that has continued. So the purpose of the group, even though it may feel like it was short-lived because it was just one year, fulfilled exactly what the purpose was. And maybe we don't always know when we're starting out an adventure what's going to, what it's going to eventually become. We just take our risk. We, you know, launch it and we do it and hope it, you know, it works. And we may not know, right. We may not know what it'll all end up being, but just the fact that we did it, um, we can look back hopefully in most situations and say, wow, here's what I was able to gain or here's what I was able to give. So that's beautiful. So even if that has ended as far as the way that it 
started, there's still been some benefit and blessing that has come from the families who participated. And then maybe what's next is going to look a little different. Um, your children are older. It's been three years. So the ages of your children, their developmental stage, what their needs are has changed, what your needs are have changed as a mother of, of teenagers now. You know, some of some of yours have entered teenagehood since the, that time. And so what you need as a mom now is different than what you needed three years ago. And so building those relationships and bonds and connections and that new community is still just as valuable. So your friend asking you in the spring, what do you plan to do? <laughs> I think is a good way to get your wheels turning yeah. to look for what is next in community for you. So I'm excited to for you to update us on what it is that you came up with or where you think you might go next. I was hoping you would say, I really feel like I have an idea for my podcast. <laughs> so I'm ready to start recording episodes that will, right. you know, okay. Well, I did. I did talk to her about the podcast too. Okay. Because I, I told her what I've realized from listening to podcasts myself is that so one of my favorites is a podcast that talks to basically a different family almost every week Wow! and asking the same, basically the same 10 questions, but she does it in such a, a masterful way that it's mm. not like, oh, there she goes asking number seven again, right? Like the, she helps the conversation flow very nicely. Um, and so I really enjoy hearing the stories yeah. of the families. And so this is a homeschooling podcast. Um, but the questions she asks, like, what is everybody in your family up to nowadays? And so getting to hear, well, mom's doing this and dad's doing that. And, you know, the teenager's doing this and the baby's doing this, you know, um, hearing that from so many different families over the years, because I think that podcast started maybe in 2016 or something. She's past 300 episodes um, and she's now done a spinoff that just mm -hmm. started a couple weeks ago. Um, I, I realized that that's what I enjoy is the asking people questions mm -hmm. to find out what their story is. What, what got you to this point in your life? You know, yeah. what, yeah. what's, led you, you know, what's your backstory basically, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Because when we encounter people in life, we don't know what their backstory is, but to take that time to ask the questions. And yeah. I think the curiosity of just wondering, uh, you know, who are you? Who are you? How, mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Just to, to be curious, to find out, um, more details about a person, um, that's what I would really enjoy doing. So I don't know if that would be specifically homeschooling families or if that would be moms or like just the people in my life right now. And that could lead to, oh, I think my friend would be good, you know, and it just kind of bounced from there. Mm -hmm. But um, I even was kind of just because this is how I am. I, I had Googled something to the effect of like how to do a podcast interview, you know, like a, a good way so I could learn some skills and, you know, be a good listener and things like that. Yeah. Um, 
to help the conversation along and and all that type of thing. So that is probably the direction I would all go. Right. If I, I love just it. Started with some of the people that are in my life and Yeah, I love um, it. Yeah. So. I think that would be a great show. We look forward to listening and you launching your podcast. <laughs> And the woman from Panera was even like, oh, yeah, podcasts are super easy nowadays. Mm-hmm. That's That was some more of her encouragement was like, oh, yeah, it's not hard. You could totally do it. Mm-hmm. Well, so. back to my earlier point of encouragement and confirmation and being in community and not doing things alone. You joining me on my venture to launch my podcast, you know, coming to me and asking Hey, have you thought about doing this? And I'm like, yeah, for the last two years, I've been scared. And just Mm -hmm. offering your support was what helped to get things going. I was stuck trying to do it on my own. And I had a name, I had a, a, a topic, you know, I had an idea, but I just was having a hard time talking to myself (laughs) in a Mm -hmm. microphone or holding up my phone and trying to record my own voice and just you coming alongside having the common idea and unifying with me to begin the work is what helped me to launch. And so, uh, you know, you have my support, um, and we now know how to do it. So just you coming alongside me has given you insight into the podcasting world and what it takes and, you know, all of those things. So you working with me and coming alongside me has given you equipment because you have a microphone now, mm-hmm. <laughs> you have the capacity to do the recording. And so now where it may have felt uh, more challenging in the past, now that we've done it together and you've been with me in the journey, it's positioned you uniquely to launch yourself. And so what was maybe a bigger mountain to climb on your own in the past and definitely was for me has become a much easier hill to kind of ascend. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to the spring <laughs> and what <laughs> will come of your idea. So this is exciting for me too. I love this. I, I'm happy to hear that you had those encounters and no coincidences at all. You know, our God is sovereign, providential. He orchestrates everything. He orders our steps. So I'm excited to see you kind of blossoming and being even more articulate in this um, concept of community and hearing people's stories and asking the question, how did you get here? Who are you? What is your backstory? to just bring people together around that because I think that that helps with when we're talking about mental health, when we're talking about living our faith and sharing our faith, we got to know what's going on in our own lives. We kind of need to know what's going on around us and to figure out where we fit into the larger story, but it starts with our own. It Mm -hmm. starts with us knowing our own story Um, And then being able to connect to the larger story and the story of the gospel is very similar to that in that it's a a redemptive story of of a God who loves his people, who desires to deliver and save his people and who sacrificed himself to do so. And if there was any other example of community and risk, (laughs) I think that that's it. If there's ever a way to cultivate connections with others. It was through the, the the gospel and the shed blood of Jesus on the cross and the work that he did to redeem us unto himself. So I love that 
your foundation for what it is that you aspire to do is to ask people what is their story, because I think it leads us to share the story of the gospel in order to find where we fit in it. And so I'm excited to see how that continues for you. And I would love to update the audience as someday as you begin to venture into everything God has has for you. Um, So looking forward to what's next for you. What a great way to end our community conversation series. The life work for this episode is to dream. What are your dreams for community? What are the ways that you plan to be intentional about making connection, finding things in common, and being close and supported by those that you love? That's it for this episode. If you have been enjoying listening, please consider sharing and subscribing to the podcast. And until next time, remember, you have been set free to live free. So choose freedom.